You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week we present a pub quiz style program with four rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each, in addition to a music round and bonus anagram. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Similar to a pub quiz experience, we serve up a fun mix of trivia as well as friendly banter. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 230 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. How you doing, Kelly? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well as well. It's been a busy month so far, but hanging in there. A few things to mention before we get going. Make sure and check out our professor-themed visual roundup on our website. Also, huge thanks to both Ian and Dylan for becoming patrons of the show. we got some fun stuff heading your way shortly. Whoop, whoop. And we have a birthday shout out. Big happy birthday to Jen from her partner, Brett. Happy birthday, Jen. <coughs> Brett and Jen are also patrons, and they recently won a patron-exclusive anagram contest. Ooh. They got themselves a free Trivia Time t-shirt. No big deal. Perks galore. Hi, friends of the show. Hi, friends. We hope you have a nice birthday, though. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is wet edibles. W-E-T-E-D-I-B-L-E-S. And the question that goes with this anagram is, what type of African antelope is also referred to as a new and that's G-N-U, new. Those of you that do crosswords all the time, this is one of those words that only comes up in crosswords. Or, in this case, our anagram of the week. <laughs> Moving on to round one. Round number one is called the Thrice Squad. So Kelly and I have mentioned a few times over the past couple weeks that we're totally hooked on the latest daily trivia game, Thrice, from the fine folks at Geeks Who Drink which we've linked in the show notes for all of you to check out. It's a series of three questions that all have an answer in common. And the sooner you guess the answer, the more points you receive. It's like a fun bite-sized quiz with new content every day. So as a love letter to this new obsession of ours, we have put together this general knowledge round with answers that all have words that rhyme with thrice. For extra fun for the answers, we've swapped in the word thrice for the word that it rhymes with. So two examples of possible answers would be the TV series Miami Thrice instead of Miami Vice or the Hollywood Madam Heidi Thrice instead of Heidi Fleiss. Fun. Question number one. Come on down. What long-running American TV game show includes audience participation on stage games including Bonkers, Pass the buck and switcheroo. Question number two. Moonshine wishes and rabbit dreams. What 1937 John Steinbeck novel centers on the lives of two displaced migrant ranch workers?
Question number three. Before it all went up in flames, hard rock band Great White scored a top 10 hit with their cover of what 70s song with the salacious lyrics, I got there in the nick of time before he got his hands across your state line. Yeah. Question number four. Daughter of a famous filmmaker, what Los Angeles-born actress is starring opposite Henry Cavill in the 2024 spy action comedy film, Argyle? Question number five. What men's hygiene brand features a sailboat for its logo and slogans including, if your grandfather hadn't worn it, you wouldn't exist? Question number six. What 1966 Beach Boys hit does Adam Sandler hysterically belt out in the 2005 rom-com classic, Fifty First Dates? Question number seven. Hannibal Hamlin, Levi P. Morton, and George Clinton, the non-funky one, all held what U.S. governmental position? Question number eight. Born Tracy Lauren Morrow, what rapper and member of the metal band Body Count gave a chilling performance as a New York City detective in the 1991 action crime film New Jack City? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, the Thrice Squad. Question number one. The long-running TV game show that includes the on-stage games, Bonkers, and Switcheroo is Thrice is Right. Which is Price is Right. So I used to live right around the corner from the soundstage where Price is Right is filmed, and people will literally stay the night in line to get into this show, but they come dressed as like chickens or clowns. I love it. So you see this insane posse of people in these really derpy costumes just like sleeping in a lawn chair on Beverly Boulevard. Incredible. It's wild. So dumb. Question number two. The 1937 John Steinbeck novel that centers on the lives of two displaced migrant ranch workers is of thrice and men. Which is obviously of mice and men. That's a real sad one. Truly. It's a bummer. It's bleak. Very. Question number three. Great White scored a top 10 hit with their cover of the 70s song, Once Bitten, Thrice Shy. You know, this song was kind of a surprising hit from these guys because they were very hair metal. But this song, which is a cover, has these bluesy, raucous piano parts that are very like Jerry Lee Lewis. But it's brought to you by Guy Liner and Bandanas, you know? <laughs> totally. It's wild. Question number four. The actress that stars opposite Henry Cavill in the 2024 film Argyle is Thrice Dallas Howard. Or Bryce Dallas Howard. You know, she's pretty cute. 
not mad at her, but Argyle, I'm sorry, but looks real bad. Looks real bad. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer's silly. Mm-hmm. Question number five. The men's hygiene brand with the slogan, if your grandfather hadn't worn it, you wouldn't exist, is Old Thrice. <laughs> or Old Spice. That's a hilarious slogan. It's so sleazy. You're like, okay. So sleazy. Question number six. The Beach Boys hit that Adam Sandler belts out in 51st States is Wouldn't It Be Thrice? Or Wouldn't It Be Nice? Question number seven. Hannibal Hamlin, Levi P. Morton, and George Clinton all held the U.S. governmental position thrice president. Or vice president of the United States. You know, whenever I see Hannibal Hamlin, I only think of Hamburger Hamlet. <laughs> it's kind of a fun name. I can't get off of it. I'm like, same thing, same thing. <laughs> I chose three fun names. Yeah, they're good. Of dudes that all didn't become president. <laughs> Question number eight. The rapper who gave a chilling performance as a detective in the film New Jack City is Thrice T. Chilling. One would say icy. <laughs> I see what you did there. His heavy metal rap band Body Count. What a name. That's good. <laughs> Your body count's up to zero, guys. <laughs> cool. Hardcore. It's like that Megadeth album that's called Killing is My Business and Business is Good. Yeah. Whoa, guys. Calm down. Yeah, seriously. Calm down. <laughs> Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is a format that we visit from time to time. It's a fun one. It is called Daisy Chain. Don't break the chain. This music round consists of songs with the last word of the title that is the first word of the following song title. Some examples would be if I included the song Girl You Know It's True, followed by True Blue, followed by Blue Monday, etc. So they all sort of link together, just the song titles. But I do need to know both the song title as well as the recording artist for a half point each. One. Five. 
six. Silky, milky, a smile is like sunshine. That's why I had to dedicate at least one rhyme to all the cuties in the neighborhood. Cause if I didn't tell you, then another brother would. It's sweet like sugar with your gangster talk. Wanna eat you like a cookie when I see you walk with your rain on silk. Seven. So bright she can burn your eyes. Better look the other way. You can try, but you'll never forget her name. She's on top of the world. Hottest of the hottest girls say, oh. H. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. I walked out this morning. And I wrote down this song I just can't remember who to send it to Here are the answers for round two, Daisy Chain. Song number one was Electric Feel by MGMT. Song number two was Feel It Still by Portugal the Man. Song number three was Still the One by Orleans. Song number four was One Dance by Drake featuring Kyla. Song number five was Dance This Mess Around by the B-52s. Song number six was Around the Way Girl by LL Cool J. Song number seven was Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys. And song number eight was Fire and Rain by James Taylor. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days. A lot of people request these. Yeah, people like these daisy chain rounds. One of these days, I'll figure out how to link number eight to circle back to number one. Now that's cool stuff. We'll see. No, that's cool guy stuff. Now that's perfecting the craft. I'm not there yet, guys. <laughs> I do want to just say that Dance This Mess Around by the B-52s is one of my favorite songs of theirs. It is so good. Some good songs on this list, though. Definitely uh, an interesting mix. For sure. Eclectic. Moving on to round three. So Kelly's little boy would love this round, as well as our patron Mimi, who requested it. Round number three is called Strings Attached. The gang's all here. We are having a monster's ball with this round, all about Muppets. Thank you, Mimi. Question number one. Muppet is a blend of what two words? Question number two. What other Muppets character is Miss Piggy in an on-again, off-again romantic relationship with? Question number three. The Muppets released a 1979 Christmas album as a collaboration with what Rocky Mountain High folk singer? Question number four. What type of animal is the Muppets character Rizzo? 
Question number five. Premiering in 1984 as part of the CBS Saturday morning cartoon lineup, what animated Muppets spinoff portrayed toddler versions of the Muppets characters living together in a nursery? Question number six. Animal, the eccentric drumming Muppet, is said to have been inspired by what iconic drummer for British rock band The Who? Question number seven. Jim Henson's final performance as Kermit the Frog was in May of 1990 on an episode of What Late Night Talk Show with a host who had a signature whirling fist pump accompanied by a woof, woof, woof chant. Question number eight. What ticklish Sesame Street Muppet character owns a pet goldfish named Dorothy? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, strings attached. Question number one. Muppet is a blend of the two words, marionette and puppet. Who doesn't love Muppets, Kelly? They're cute. They're silly. They're so good. They're so charming. Whether you're young or old, you gotta love the Muppets. That's right. Question number two. The Muppets character that Miss Piggy is in an on-again, off-again romantic relationship with is... Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog not wearing the pants in this relationship. That's for damn sure. Nope, nope, nope. She is calling the shots. She is the boss, and she also knows karate. <laughs> Hi-ya! <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. Question number three. The Muppets released a 1979 Christmas album with John Denver. Which is perfect because I always say that John Denver looks like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Doesn't he? You're not wrong. He's got those sweet eyes. You're right. And froggy mouth, kinda. Kinda. Question number four. The Muppets character Rizzo is a rat. He's a shady guy, but I like him. (laughs) (laughs) Question number five. The CBS Saturday morning cartoon with toddler versions of the Muppets characters is Muppet Babies. Question number six. Animal, the eccentric drumming Muppet, is said to have been inspired by Keith Moon. This makes sense. This tracks. I could see Animal throwing stuff out of hotel windows and whatnot, too. That's right. (laughs) But they both seem like they're not here for a long time. They're here for a good time. (laughs) Question number seven. Jim Henson's final performance as Kermit the Frog was in 1990 on an episode of The Arsenio Hall Show. Question number eight. The Muppet character who owns a pet goldfish named Dorothy is Elmo. Are you familiar with Elmo, Kelly? Kind of haven't heard of him. (laughs) (laughs) Elmo is an honorary family member in Kelly's household. My little one talks about them nonstop. Yeah, for sure. I love that Elmo is a them. Well, right? Totally. 
Elmo avoids pronouns. Yeah. Is a friend of Dorothy. We just established that. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Falsetto. Huh? Do the math. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to round four. Round number four goes out to our patron, Dustin. Hi, Dustin. This round is called Cabin Fever. We've reached cruising altitude with this high-flying round on aviation. Thank you, Dustin. Question number one. For a half point each, what were the first names of the aviation pioneers, the Wright brothers? Question number two. Feel the breeze. What aircraft corporation has come under fire after one of its MAX 9 planes had a fuselage panel blow off mid-flight this past January? Question number three. What decade did the high-profile kidnapping and murder of aviator Charles Lindbergh's child occur during? Question number four. Lacking an internal structure, what famous dirigible holds the world record for the longest continually operated airship? Question number five. Who was the first female aviator to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean? Question number six. What botanical liquor is the base for the classic cocktail known as an aviation? Question number seven. For a half point each, what were the airline carriers whose flights were hijacked and flown into the World Trade Center towers as part of the September 11th terror attacks? Question number eight. Debuting in 1965, what is the name of Peanuts character Snoopy's World War I flying ace persona's enemy and target of his imaginary rivalry? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, cabin fever. Question number one. For a half point each, you needed to list the first names of the Wright brothers, and they are Wilbur and Orville. And it's cute because the pilot, the little aviator characters in Animal Crossing, those birds are brothers also named Wilbur and Orville. Now you know why. Yes. Super cute. Question number two. The aircraft corporation under fire after one of its MAX 9 planes had a panel blow off mid-flight is Boeing. Question number three. The decade the kidnapping and murder of Charles Lindbergh's child occurred during was the 1930s. He came up a few weeks back because we mentioned the spirit of St. Louis and figured out why that plane was named that. But a fun fact to this question is that this crime prompted the U.S. Congress to establish kidnapping as a federal crime if a kidnapper crosses state lines with a victim, which is like, yeah, should be a federal crime. Surprised it wasn't already. Question number four. 
The famous dirigible that holds the world record for the longest continually operated airship is the Goodyear blimp. Or the spirit of the Goodyear. So there's actually four Goodyear blimps, which is a lot considering there's only 20-something airships in use today. There's not very many of them at all, but one of them is stationed, I don't know, about a half hour away from me. So I see it flying around. I love blimps. I always take them as a good omen. I love seeing those guys in the sky. They're cool. They are. Question number five. The first female aviator to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean was Amelia Earhart. This one is one of those that you don't want to overthink, you know. Yeah, hopefully. I heard recently on CNN's little news podcast that they think that they found her plane. Oh, really? TBD. Oh, cool. Question number six. The liquor that is the base for the aviation cocktail is gin. Yum. (laughs) They're pretty too. So good. I know sometimes they come with like lavender liqueur in it too. So they're purple. Yeah, I like the purple. Love it. Question number seven. For a half point each, you needed to list the airline carriers whose flights were hijacked and flown into the World Trade Center towers. And they were United and American. Seems like this aviation themed round has a lot of scary stuff in it. It's almost like it was written by somebody that hates flying in airplanes. It's getting dark. Sorry, Dustin. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Question number eight. The name of Snoopy's World War I flying ace persona's enemy is Red Baron. I love the Red Baron scenes where he's in his own world and like shooting down enemy planes and stuff, but really he's just on his doghouse. Yeah, it's cute. But the backgrounds in these segments are all watercolory and gorgeous. Fun. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What Brooklyn-based comedian that rose to prominence in the late 80s has performed comedy specials including Assume the Position, Four Ladies Only, and No Apologies? Question number two. What 2002 spy comedy film starring Jackie Chan and Jennifer Love Hewitt has a plot involving a formal men's suit with special powers. Question number three. With over 30 years of published experience, Will Shorts is the most famous editor and creator of what? Question number four. Pongo and Perdita are two very busy characters in what Disney classic animated feature? Question number five. Specializing in Chinese cuisine, what American fast food chain and mall food court staple offers menu items including orange chicken, honey walnut shrimp, and black pepper Angus steak? Question number six. Born in New Orleans in 1928, what pioneering musician and Grammy Hall of Famer released the hits Blueberry Hill and Ain't That a Shame? Question number seven. 
Danny DeVito portrayed what Batman supervillain in the 1992 film Batman Returns? It's connection time, and question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The Brooklyn-based comedian with the comedy specials Assume the Position and Four Ladies Only is Andrew Dice Clay. He's gross. What are you going to say now, right? He's not a friend of the show. Oh, you want to be a tough guy? Nope. Super misogynistic and homophobic and you name it. Bingo! Question number two. The 2002 spy comedy film with a plot involving a formal men's suit with special powers is The Tuxedo. All right, Kelly, let's play a game. You guess what percentage on Rotten Tomatoes The Tuxedo received. And if you're within 5%, either way, you get a high five and a smile. Okay. Guess. 22. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Kelly, 21. No way! I'll have my high five. Good job. Good job. Woohoo. Question number three. Will Shorts is the most famous editor and creator of crossword puzzles. He's the dude. There you have it. I'm an avid crossword puzzler. Question number four. Pongo and Perdita are two very busy characters in 101 Dalmatians. That's a lot of puppies, Kelly. It's too many. Ah. Too many, yeah. <laughs> Question number five. The fast food chain with menu items including orange chicken and honey walnut shrimp is Panda Express. You know, my kids like Panda Express. It's always good in theory. I smell it. I want it. I eat it too. I have regrets. <laughs> that's about right. I don't need it, but sometimes I want it. Yeah, that's the thing. Question number six. Whoa, Kelly. What was that? Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Anyone thinks they could kick Superman's ass is full of it. Oh! Let's hope that was a triple tater instead. <laughs> it was a triple tater, so if you correctly answer this question, you'll receive three points instead of one. The Grammy Hall of Famer behind the hits Blueberry Hill and Ain't That a Shame is... That's Domino. It's funny because I presented this round live and a lot of people incorrectly guessed Chubby Checker, which would also fit with this theme, with this connection. Bonus clue. But it's not the right answer. Similar genre, similar time, you know. It is funny, yeah. Question number seven. In Batman Returns, Danny DeVito portrays the Batman supervillain, the Penguin. That was a good one. Do you remember that scene where he bites somebody like right on the bridge of their nose? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. And it, it goes crunch. Ugh. Yeah, too visceral. I don't like it, but I still remember it, you know, like 20 years later. Or something. Yeah, yeah. He was great. That was actually a really good sequel. Yeah, that was good. Also had Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Meow. 
Uh-huh, sure did. Question number eight. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Andrew Dice Clay. The Tuxedo. Crossword Puzzles. 101 Dalmatians. Panda Express. Fats Domino. And the Penguin. And all of those answers include things that are black and white. Sure do. <laughs> there you have it. Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram this week was wet edibles. Yucky. Keep them dry. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about that combination of words that is gross. I don't like it. If somebody just like out of context offered me some wet edibles, it would be a hard no. Hard pass, hard pass. And the question that went with this anagram was... What type of antelopes is also referred to as a new? And the answer is wildebeest. Wet edibles scrambles up to be wildebeest. And it's interesting because wildebeest is B-E-E-S-T at the end, not B-E-A-S-T, which I feel like is a common mistake, but... Yeah, for sure. I don't make the rules, friends. <laughs> the anagram works out. Mm-hmm. Well, that was another fun episode. Yep, that does it for us. We hope that everybody has a great week. This was a fun one. Thanks for playing along, and we will bring you some more trivia next Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. We hope you enjoyed playing along. If you did, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple iTunes to help boost our show ratings and get the word out. We might even give you a shout-out on a future episode. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback. Our email is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. On our website, you can find a printable PDF scoring sheet, which you can use to play along with every episode. We also have links to past episodes, monthly bonus visual rounds, exciting announcements, and more. This week's background and answer break music was Toxic Love by Praz Canal. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California and Lawrence, Kansas. Special thanks to our friends, families, and all of our trivia buddies. This episode has been hosted and written by Kelly Sharon and Ricky Lime, Edited by Ricky Lime and features an intro song by Ricky Lime. Until next time, later, later taters. taters.